time for another episode of The Back to Basics Kitchen, sponsored by Miller's Greenhouse. We're so glad you've tuned in. Here, we hope to encourage you with shortcuts, tips, and skills for a healthy whole food lifestyle. We want you to enjoy getting in there, making mistakes, and playing with your food. Now, please welcome our hostess, Donna Miller. Welcome to The Back to Basics Kitchen. I'm your host, Donna Miller. We are moving over to this new show platform from the original show, which was called Encouragement in the Kitchen. And we decided that this was a little bit more appropriate, whether you're brand new and domestically challenged in the kitchen and feel a little overwhelmed or threatened, or if you have been in the kitchen a long time and you're wanting to figure out how to do things from scratch, do things from their very basic form, Or if you're even interested in some off-grid or non-electric cooking options, such as solar or Dutch oven cooking, outdoor cooking, this is as back-to-basics as you can get. So today, considering the fact that back-to-basics is the topic, we're going to get to one of the most historically solid pieces of cookware that has been around probably since your great-great-grandmother or longer. And you may even have one of these from the stash that's been passed down as an heirloom in the family. And you may know what to do with it and you may be using it. um, Or you may not have a clue. Either way, we're going to talk about cast iron cookware today. And just encourage you that if you get the opportunity to get one of these heirloom awesome pieces of kitchen equipment, that you would do so. And we're going to talk about things from how to season it and what to do if there is rust on it, because you may find one at a garage sale that someone's getting rid of or whatever, and how do you can bring it back to life. And then some troubleshooting in the second half of the show. We're going to talk about some things that can go wrong and how you can fix that. So without further ado, let's jump in and start talking about cast iron. Cast iron actually is one of the oldest cooking materials that on record other than cooking on stone that you can actually use over open flame in an oven or on a stove top based on how cast iron is made it is a a long-term long uh lasting heirloom so cast iron is not something that eventually the the uh coating will flake off it's something that can definitely be with you for generations to come. So we're going to tackle a few of the things about cast iron from the very get-go. Alright, what is seasoning? Seasoning cast iron means basically you are baking oil into the pores of the iron to prevent rust. Oil will block out moisture and thus protect the metal, which is the cast iron, and keep it from rusting. It also, of course, then tends to season and improve the finish which will make it more stick resistant basically kind of like you're used to with teflon or other um, non-stick bakeware that has a an, a different type of coating you can do this naturally some of the very best um, oils are unsaturated oils to work for seasoning your cast iron such as uh, peanut oil olive oil Different soy oils are usually some of the best to use for seasoning your cast iron. Now, why would you have to season a piece of cast iron? Because iron is porous, and as you bake food or cook food in it, there is the possibility of it getting into the iron itself. However, a properly seasoned cast iron pan 
should be very resistant to anything sticking in it. We are going to talk about some troubleshooting things at the end. All right, how do you really season cookware? Or you've got a new one and it seems kind of dull and gray and you need to season it. Or you've used it a bit and it looks like it could use a new coat of seasoning. Well, basically you want to wash the cookware with very, very hot water and a stiff brush. It is okay to use soap the very first time before you've ever seasoned it. But you need to make sure that you get it completely washed out. From that point on, I personally would not ever use soap on my um, cast iron after that. You need to make sure it's dried completely. And then you want to add a very thin, even coat of already melted shortening of your choice or a cooking oil. You want to do the inside and outside of your cookware, your cast iron cookware. You want to place a piece of either aluminum foil or a cooking sheet, something at the very bottom of your oven, and turn it on to 350 degrees and turn the cast iron in question <laughs> upside down so that things drip out of it rather than pool inside. So basically your frying pan is tipped over to where the open area is facing the bottom of your oven. You want these things to drip down so that you don't end up with a cooked pool of oil at the base of your cast iron. You want to then bake that cookware for at least one hour at between 350 and 400 degrees. And after that hour, you just turn it off and leave it in the oven to cool. So it does have some residual heat that continues to work on it. This is the exact process that you will repeat every time you feel like you need to reseason your cookware. So I personally reseason my cookware once a year, usually in the dead of winter, so that I can warm the house at the same time, just to be on the safe side. So whether or not I feel like it needs it or not, everything gets reseasoned, usually sometime about the second week of January to start off the new year. Make sure that then after your items have all cooled, you've dried it completely, you've wiped off any excess oil that might seem sticky, or you've rubbed it in nice and good before you store it. Okay, let's say you went and found a piece of cookware or you pulled out your iron, your cast iron, and it's rusty. Now what do you do? Well, rust is usually an indication that the seasoning needs to be fixed. So in order to get rust off, you would want to scrub it, usually with a steel wool, very fine steel wool, not SOS pad with the soap in it, but steel wool or a scrub brush, you can take it to a body shop and have it sandblasted. Usually, you can get most of the mild rust that's just on the surface off with a, a steel wool pad. So try that first, and then once it looks like all the rust is gone, step backwards to where we just talked about seasoning and season your cast iron. Then when it comes to using your cast iron, a couple of pieces of advice would be to make sure that you don't use anything that could actually crack through, or I should say damage, um, the seasoning coating that you've cooked into there by scraping it off and thus allowing food and moisture to get through to the actual cast iron itself because you want that nice patina, that, that cooked on oil, to be there as the barrier. So you want to stay away from using metal utensils in your cast iron as much as possible. Stick with uh, plastic spoons, silicone spatulas, and wooden utensils. Those usually tend to be the best for a cast iron cooking apparatus. To either dish out a cobbler or stir up some scrambled eggs, they're going to work well and they're not going to damage your cast iron itself. Last but not least, for the first half of the show, I want to give you some tips on how to care for it as soon as you've finished cooking in it. 
Some of the best things you can do with cast iron is clean it the minute you have finished. Once you've plated the items and you've set them out, while the pan is still hot, it's at its easiest to clean. This is the time to run it under some extremely hot water. Use a plastic scrub um, or some type of coarse rag to get out all the particles of food. And at that point, make sure that it is extremely dry. Now, I will tell you, if food has not really stuck on that, you can usually wipe it out quite well with just a rag and not have to worry too much about it. But for germ's sake and for the desire to lift whatever flavor you had in there previously out, very hot water on an already hot pan will usually do the trick. Now, of course, once you've used water on it, you want to make sure that this cast iron pan or pot is completely dry before you store it. And one great way to do that is to, of course, wipe it down before you sit down to eat and make sure that it is completely dry. You can, at that point, rub just a tiny bit of oil on it before you put it away, or I should say rub it into it. Resist sitting down to eat before you've cleaned out your cast iron because always it's harder to clean out anything once it's gotten cold and cooked into the oil patina or the cast iron itself and left to dry. So just take a couple minutes, shouldn't take you more than one or two, to make sure you care for this beautiful piece of cooking equipment right while you have it hot. After the break, we're going to talk about a few troubleshooting things, like what kind of things are not great to cook in, how come your cast iron might be sticking, and a few other ways to approach cooking with cast iron that are slightly unique. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Here's how you can save $10 on the mill of your choice. Go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store and use the promo code radio at checkout. That's R-A-D-I-O at checkout. Or you can call 828-536-4988 during weekday business hours and get the same savings by phone. Either way, your order is shipped to your door without shipping charges. Remember, you can go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store or call 828-536-4988 and use the promo code RADIO. National Geographic traveled all the way to Boone, North Carolina to select Turtle Island Preserve, a nonprofit outdoor discovery center and Appalachian Heritage Farm as one of the 100 most enriching destinations in North America. For over 26 years, families have gained enrichment while discovering nature, and more importantly, themselves. In a world where digital screens and push buttons have replaced actual contact with nature, Turtle Island's beautiful campus and knowledgeable staff reconnect its guests to their natural roots. While camping out, visitors learn vast amounts in our non-electric, wood-fired community. Hundreds of hands-on classes are offered, such as beekeeping, woodworking, primitive skills, and more, covering the gamut of early traditional living. A program for fathers and sons kicks off the summer season, followed by a five-day workshop for adults with renowned naturalist and director Eustace Conway. Turtle Island is a great destination for scouts, school field trips, homeschool, and special interest groups. Please, Visit our website and then visit our paradise, TurtleIslandPreserve.org, or call 828-265-2267. 
Do you have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Consider signing up for the premium membership for past issues and exclusive resources. You can even subscribe to the beautiful print version of Prepare Magazine. Visit preparemag.com and choose the option that's most valuable to you. Prepare Magazine, encouraging, empowering, and enriching your journey. Thank you for staying tuned to the Back to Basics Kitchen, um, sponsored by Miller's Greenhouse. We're hoping that you can be encouraged to use some Back to Basics skills and really create a very comfortable and inviting kitchen and home. And hopefully we'll be able to encourage you with some of these troubleshooting things in case you've tried cast iron before and run into a few snags. Now, of course, the better you season your cast iron, the more non-stick it will become. So perfectly seasoned cast iron is never going to be perfectly non-stick for everything. So we're going to talk about that at the end, kind of what happens when it's non-stick. But a few other things that you might run into that are kind of troubleshooting with your cast iron are that you may be under the impression that it is the most evenly heating type of cookware that you can have. In actuality, it conducts heat very well, but if your coil or your burner or your oven has any uneven heat, it is going to actually heat as unevenly as that does. So cast iron, although in and of itself is a great heat conductor, if there is even the slightest fluctuation, it will still have issues with kind of not heating as evenly as you might think. Also, often people are told they can't cook acidic foods in their cast iron. That would be things like tomatoes or wine or um, other things that have a high acid content. While in theory this is actually accurate if you're cooking long term because the acid itself does start to work away some of the oils in anything, uh, break them down. But for short periods of time, whether you're deglazing a pan or warming up a sauce that has a tomato base, this is not at all a problem in cast iron. As long as you keep the heat low to a certain degree for a short period of time, say under 8 to 10 minutes, then it's just a matter of heating it and not necessarily working the oils out with the acid. Alright, let's focus, if we will, real quick on kind of the troubleshooting of when your cast iron is kind of not working and how to avoid that. Reasons your cast iron sticks and ways to avoid it is how we're going to close out the show. There's the potential, a lot of people fall into this because cast iron is such a good heat conductor, there is the potential that you begin cooking on too low of a heat. Usually, There needs to be a fairly good coating of oil and the heat needs to be medium high before you put a cold item in. If you put a cold item in an already cold or a still cold pot or pan, it does tend to stick to itself. Conversely, you cook too high throughout the entire cooking. Once cast iron reaches a certain level, you can cut it back and it will maintain a higher level of heat at a lower temperature. But it does take a lot to actually heat it up. So you have two kind of opposing ends that can cause the same problem of your food sticking. One is you've put the cold food in a cold pan to begin with and you've heated it too slowly on low. 
or you left the food in a little too long on a little too high and you've let it cook a little bit too much. That doesn't mean you're burning it, it just means it may be sticking to the oil and the pan itself. So somewhere in the middle, if you find a nice warm place to begin and a slightly hotter place to cook, you should be good with cast iron. Another potential reason that your cast iron may be sticking is you could be using the wrong oil. As I said before, unsaturated fats work best, so those are the ones that you want to use. Sometimes grapeseed oil is difficult to use. It doesn't seem to use uh, cook quite the same. And sometimes coconut oil can and cannot, depending upon what type you've gotten, work very well for seasoning cast iron. We personally love coconut oil for cast iron seasoning, but sometimes it doesn't work. Often, olive oil can become very sticky if too thick of a residue has been left on the cast iron. So try to experiment with a few different types of oil to see what works best for you in your climate on your cast iron. The third reason for items potentially sticking and your cast iron not seeming to be non-stick anymore is there's the potential that the food that you've actually cooked is very low in fat or has no fat at all. Sometimes the food when you cook it in cast iron can actually absorb some of the fat or oil content that is protecting the iron itself. So a good um, list of things like this would be if you're making gravies because usually gravies once the fat is cooked out you're putting a lot of flour, no fat, usually a milk base, little fat, or a broth base, little fat, more liquid, they tend to stick to the cast iron terribly and it's very difficult to get out. And we spoke before of acidic foods. Those do tend to stick if cooked too long and too high. And most acidic foods are very low in fat. Ways that you can avoid that are to make sure that if you do cook something that's low in fat or acidic, don't cook it for too very long and be sure to clean it out immediately. I'm not saying it's not going to stick, but it will clean out a lot faster while the pan is hot and you can use the hottest possible water to scrub it out. And while the pan is still warm, this is a great time to oil it again. When it comes to reseasoning and after you've cooked each time, one of the best ways that you can do this is to simply put your pan back on a hot burner after you have seasoned it and let it just sit there while everything cools down. I don't mean an on high burner, but the burner you just finished cooking from. Quickly clean out your pan, get it dry, rub some new oil on it, and then just set it there until everything cools down. It'll keep the heat going, it'll bake that in, it'll make it a nice additional coating for your pan. And last but not least, it's not a cardinal sin. Feel free to use nonstick spray. It does help. It can be used. Of course, you may not always have it on hand, so learn ways to use it without and coat your pans well in between so that you can be assured a very good nonstick surface and you'll be caring for an heirloom for years to come. I'm really glad you've joined me today on the new Back to Basics Kitchen, the new changeover from Encouragement in the Kitchen. I'm Donna Miller, and if you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to email me at millersgrainhouse at gmail.com. That's M-I-L-L-E-R-S-G-R-A-I-N-H-O-U-S-E at gmail.com. I'll be happy to address them on air or and 
I should say, and directly to you. If you have suggestions for a show, or if you have just some questions and things that I can help you with and be an encouragement while you learn skills and become well prepared to care for others through your Back to Basic Kitchen, I'll be happy to help. For now, I'm signing off, and I look forward to speaking with you again next week. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Back to Basics Kitchen, sponsored by Miller's Grainhouse. Tune in next time for more fun with flavors, tried and true tips, and best of all, the permission to play with your food.